0: Welcome, Welcome to, to Big Natural Talents. Hello, Loza. Hello, Conchetta. Um, can I just say I'm like so excited for this episode i just want to go right out and say our guest i want to say is the nicest man in showbiz um mm-hmm. and that's you've met at least
1: four men in showbiz now at this stage in your career yeah. and, and th- you're willing to rank them the rest
0: of them <laughs> they're nasty little fellas but this guy, <laughs> this guy is a real good one <laughs> he's a good egg and yeah we can just get straight into
1: it very excited to have with us today The musician, singer, songwriter, great guy, apparently nicest guy in show business out of everyone Conchetta's has met. Mr. Ben Lee, how are you today?
2: I'm good, thank you. I I feel the nice guy thing, it's really interesting because it's totally relative um, because I've also (laughs) had people say to me, you used to be much nicer. Whoa! Um, How but it's could you all be niceness nicer? is yeah. Niceness is tricky because yeah, like I know. we all have edges to us. But if people come yeah. expecting you to be really nice, that's so it's true. like very high pressure. Oh my mm,
0: god! Um, I actually regret what I've said, and I take it straight back. And I yeah. think I'm gonna
2: be I'm gonna be a real little bitch in <laughs> this podcast. Just wait. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like it does
1: put the pressure on. So I guess like Ben, um, Ben, now that we've established that you're like the, a really like nice guy, you're, like the best guy <laughs> ever, like can I have like fifty. Yeah,
2: yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I I haven't yet figured out those apps. When I get those figured out, we'll. we'll i Um sick. Yeah, but um,
0: no, no, I just, you're just like, I know that is such a great way to start this for for like just being a human. There's so many. Different parts to you, but from how I've experienced you, you're great. And when people say someone's nice, it's like, how good is saying someone's nice? And also, when you say someone's nice, you're like, well, what's the dark side? What's going on behind there? But I haven't seen,
2: and (laughs) I'm I'm still
0: saying it's good.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I I have a. I think it's more that like I'm a bit of like I'm a little bit of a loose cannon in the sense Mm. that like I, I I'm not totally consistent with, you know, there are many mm. sides to my psyche, like they're yeah. out of both of yours. And yeah. I've, I've never been shy about deviating from plans <gasps> and experimenting and all of that. And so you naturally reveal different sides of yourself. And um, I've never wanted to be like boxed in as just a nice guy, yes. but, but that being said, I think it's very important to treat people with respect. Yeah. And sometimes that includes being rude to people that mm-hmm. deserve to be oh. being rude to, oh you know, that's part of respecting them as individuals.
1: Too real. That is that even, so. Cool. even, yeah, that kind of leads to a question that I had for you that was probably going to come up later anyway, but it's relevant. So, I guess like, so you say like sometimes people say that you're not as nice as you used to be. Have you ever, like, can you think of a moment like where you were ever like maybe a bit of a diva or do you ever think, because I think of that too. Like if I was ever rude to someone and then afterwards I always regret it and I'm like, oh my God, like I, I mm. think I was an arsehole. Was I being an arsehole? Do you have like your diva moment? Because also yeah. I think if I get any more famous, I will be a huge <laughs> diva.
2: Yeah. I've never really, Um, I, it's interesting, like, I don't think my, like, like a bad mood or I I don't think of the word diva or like, it's not about being successful or anything. It's more about being like, like, I've always had more that like not suffering fools type thing. Like, it's not about success. It's about like human intelligence and like flow of interaction, you know? Mm. So, so I've been less tolerant at other times of, um, like people not having a complex sense of humor, maybe, you know, where like Mm. I've always felt that like, I've actually always thought part of the reason I love comedians and I've always like been around comedy people is I've always thought that like for anything to work um, artistically, there has to be an element of humor to it. Right. It has to be funny. Like sometimes like even like the, the darkest films, like, I don't know, like for instance, take like, um, anti-vaxxers or like Mm. people like that like i've actually been debating this a little bit with friends recently that like they're like oh you shouldn't shame people um it's not as it's not a successful technique to convince someone of your argument and i totally understand that but i also feel that at a human level it's okay to respond to idiocy with idiocy, with like a with yeah. a, an acknowledgement of the idiocy, you yeah. know. Yeah.
3: So,
2: so anyway, all that being said, like I've totally been um, kind of mean spirited at times in my life. I've been. I've also. It's funny. I just put this thing up on TikTok. I noticed this trend going around of. Um, people like saying, you know, my mental health's really good. And then having like a sudden relay Have you seen that one? Yes. That it's middle. my yeah.
0: favorite yeah. Uh, TikTok face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And you'll so made me laugh so much.
2: Yeah. I just <laughs> put one up that was about, um. I was like, yeah, my mental health's going really good. And then I'm suddenly remembering, <laughs> humiliating myself really drunk in New York at 19 in front of <gasps> Jerry Seinfeld and Rick <gasps> Rubin. And, um, and just like that type of like, you never get those moments back that are deep, come never. out of deep, Bread insecurity, obviously, you know. No, um, no, anyway, no, no. You did so,
0: not just no. name <laughs> drop Jerry Seinfeld Stop. on this podcast.
1: <laughs> that name drop, it reverberated, it echoed uh, through the room. You know what? Actually, before we even got on, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were doing a little bit of research on you, honestly, not much. The absolute bare minimum of prep we did for this, because we knew it would just be vibes. Okay. I Googled vibes. the words. I searched Ben Lee, Jerry Seinfeld to see if there was a connection, because I knew Conchetta would be excited by that. Absolutely. But now yeah. you've brought it into the room. What did you do? in front of okay, so, um, Jerry. So I
2: was, um, I loved Seinfeld <laughs> oh when I was in my high God. school. Yes. Um I just loved it. Like, <laughs> and I I know there's sort of a whole wave of like, almost like revisionism from people that were like too cool for Seinfeld or whatever. Yes. But, but I, Fuck I just, that. I loved it. Yeah. So, so at one night I was out in New York and it was just all musicians and like, our whole thing at that, it's hard to remember, but like in the 90s, like, sort of like the more of an asshole you were or the more disrespectful or in a way that was like credibility there was like a sort of hostility that came out of like it became like vice magazine and all that kind of thing you know so um, so anyway you just go out and just try and cause trouble and be an irritant to as many people as you could and i just remember i was we were at this club that we used to go dancing at on Wednesday nights under a Thai restaurant um, called E&O. And then came up and Seinfeld, it was like one of those tables, like Seinfeld was trying to find a wife at the time. So he was like going out with Rick Rubin and Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) That's um, pretty
1: random. A lot. He's on the wife hunt.
2: (laughs) Well, you go where all the, he'd been on his show for like whatever it was, 10 years. And he could suddenly socialize and, if you're in New York and you want to meet like hot young women, you go out with Lenny Kravitz. Oh like, my god! It's like it's pretty easy, yeah. right? Um, I think that so, still
1: rings true today. Probably,
2: yeah, I, agree. I agree. So I was I was really drunk, and I was like, and I was like, I just wanted to say something to him, and I actually also kind of wanted to annoy him. Wow. Um, and and so I knew, and because almost like I guess I just viewed that as like like irritating someone who's like a known curmudgeon also was like a badge of honor in a way. Yeah, He would you know. like
1: sh- shake his fist at you. Yeah, like, or, oh. just, or just like
2: give a really droll like eye roll. At, you, at know, That would mm. be the ultimate reward. And I got it, but it felt terrible. Um, <gasps> I, uh, I, I just went up to him and I was like, I was, I was totally drunk. I was like, I've got a concept album. Um, all comedians benefiting cancer victims called, uh, you got to see the tumor in it. <laughs> uh, that was that was the joke it was not a good joke there and and he just looked at me he was sitting at the table just looking at me like oh yeah, just and, his anything head. and I was like I was like oh that's my exit and um anyway it's like the the content of it is not was not impressive but the chutzpah yeah the you know chutzpah. the ability wow, to get wow, in there wow. I've always had that like get in there and just swing a few punches and see what happens you know
0: wow that's yeah. crazy that's a story because yeah, you went 19 so young You entered the showbiz industry Literally I had a question about that I feel like when I um, also Googled you and looked at your Wikipedia page, go off research queens um, <laughs> When it says that you started So early around like 14 yeah. What do you feel like Entering, I mean you're Coming from like the music land and we Have come from like comedy land but like What was it like starting so young What did you feel like you had to learn What like changed you Going from that young in like that industry,
2: I mean, I, I think some of it was just that I'm a very thorough learner. So I like to learn everything hands on. Like I don't want to learn it in a book. I want to wow. experience it. I want to get burnt by the fire. I want to wow. say the stupid thing to Jerry, to Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Like yes, I don't want to hear other people's stories about it. I want to do it. So mm-hmm. so I think just my appetite for education through life required an early entrance in order that, and now I'm 42 and I figure I'm, I think I'm like bare bones of professionalism. Like I'm just now entering a level of professionalism that I see younger artists at 19, they show up fully formed. Wow. But I needed to like construct the whole thing myself with my own logic of like, why, you know, why not do that? Why, why not be hostile to other human beings? Why Why not intentionally be a jerk? Like, what are the karmic ramifications?
3: Whoa. You know,
2: all that kind of stuff. I wanted to learn myself. So it was just wow. that. It was like, it's just like a long sort of yeah. interesting hmm. experiment, basically. You grew up
1: in it and like, yeah. And then you have had such a long kind of interesting career. And then, I don't know. So this interview as well, like we've kind of, we've di- we've dove straight in. Yeah. Um, but we also wanted to say, so we know um, you're a, you know, a huge fan of the podcast first and then a yes. musician second. <laughs> um, but we, we wanted to know, like, did you, have you come, like, did, were you thinking about coming on and you were like, oh, I've got this gossip that I want to say. Like, do you have any gossip was, that you want to get I into? do. Yes.
2: I do, yes. I do. Shut yes, out. and And when I was thinking about it, because gossip is, there's different types of gossip right oh yeah like there's like there's gossip that's like shameful and there's gossip that's like kind of mean like can you believe this person did that Mm -hmm. but then there's also gossip that's just about like the weird details of people's lives that happen in private that are just fascinating and might even make you respect them more. Yeah, I was oh. kind of thinking about that type of gossip, yeah. like just like weird yeah. gossip. So I've got a couple things that came to mind. Are we just jumping in? Is that? Yeah, give that's us the go for it. Okay. Go, so I, I have. I am going like a little more like celeb gossip. I hope that's okay. Yes! Like, hey, no. <laughs>
1: uh, that's okay with us, Mister Lee. No, no, but I, no, no,
2: I no. Because I just no. Because on the last episode, I listened. Yes, homegrown you just wanted it, you like it best from like, you know, whatever, like someone you went to school with or something, so anyway. um, Okay, so these are like, I've I've got two particular really interesting kind of celeb stories. (gasps) Um, So one of them is um, uh, my friend Brad, he plays in a band with um, Dermot Mulroney.
0: (gasps) Oh my God, that guy, my best friend's wedding?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So Watch us both brain. Google to like so get. Yeah, his have a name. look. Get,
2: get the picture in your mind. Oh yeah, my I'll God, look. he's so
0: hot!
1: Is I'll throw yeah. some credits out. Oh yeah, he's like the the hot middle aged man character. An Irish. In-
2: he's an Irish guy. He's mulroney. Irish. Rainey. You know, he's like. um... And he's in a band with his brother and everything, but mm-hmm. this is a pretty unknown side of something that happened to him. So he married this woman. Um, I forget her nationality. I want to say Argentinian. You could probably look that up. And He's mm-hmm. they're still married. Um, and she had never met her dad, right? And um, don't Google, don't get ahead of me. Cause this this is a reveal It's oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. mega. <laughs> so she'd never met her <laughs> he's dad. He's her dad? No 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 no, 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 no. And when she, when she was like in her 30s, her mom said, look, I never told you who your dad was because it was sort of like, it was totally like it was a one night stand <gasps> and it was a just sexual situation mm-hmm. and he wasn't involved in your life. Or, you know, and I just, I didn't want it to be confusing for you, but your father is Mick Jagger and when the Rolling Stones toured, we hooked up one night. And um, that's your dad. So, so Don Mulroney, he finds out his father-in-law is Mick Jagger. And Mick... I guess this has happened to quite a few times. Oh, no. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he's
1: been, he's been hitting it raw for, what, yeah. 60 years now?
2: <laughs> so, so he has a pretty amazing attitude about um, sort of, like, when these things come up in life, like, he kind of doesn't run from them. And so they, they kind of tracked each other down. And there was this plan, this phone call where um, – dermot and his wife were gonna you know chat on the phone are like mick was in mystique or somewhere like that like some like beautiful like you know <laughs> colonial paradise and yeah. um and uh they they, they plan this phone call and um and you know they get they get put through and mick jagger gets on the phone just goes welcome to the family love <gasps> and that was it now they go on holidays together oh my god <laughs>
0: Can I tell Mick Jagger that he's my dad? Yeah, I was just about to say, I've got a bombshell announcement. My father is Mick Jagger. Yeah. Oh, hello, I'm your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I bet Mick Jagger would be a better father than Lauren and my father combined. Put together. You know? Even from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) He already has been in a way, you know? (laughs)
2: That's an amazing story. Isn't that cool? That's That's like a... It's a win
0: like, for everyone.
2: It's one of those things where you just like <laughs> life takes you in a direction that you would yeah. never have expected.
1: And so, did her mum like? Did so? She never told Mick Jagger beforehand. She wasn't like trying to get any child support out of him. I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. You know, it was like the seventies, wow. and it was like you know, sexual freedom, and like so she true. took responsibility for. She hooked up with a rock star. She was like, "I'll raise the baby." Wow, that's you know. crazy.
1: That's like girl boss. Yeah, on a different kind. That's like a different <laughs> kind of girl boss. Like she's like a girl boss, and she's like, "Well, it's just my baby. I'm going to pay for it." I'm the kind of girl boss that I'd be like, "I'm going to have some." Legal papers drawn up, and there's yeah. going to be kind of a lot of money coming my way.
3: <laughs>
0: totally. Sign on the dotted lines.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Come on the sign and come. Um, you've already done it. That's,
0: That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, oh I was blown Lord. away by
2: that story. And so there's like that kind of gossip I find is like. It's sort of enlightening. Like, you don't feel dirty after you share it. Yeah. You kind of go, like, nice. wow, this world is wondrous. It's not that it's full of, like, good deeds necessarily, but no. there are life does contain openings rather than just, like, you know, collapses, I guess. Yeah, you know? I
0: feel like we never want gossip that, like harms anyone in my mm. brain I was thinking about it a lot and I was like gossip is just stories it's just telling stories like from far away it's nice because we're hearing stories from people we've never met of people we've never seen and it's just laughing at the time that someone like shot the bed all the time that like people are hooking up in schools and everywhere and it's just like that's just people's lives we're just talking about yeah. people's lives and this is happening every second of every day and movies are being made and TV shows are being made and Mick Jagger is spreading his seed all over the world and we live to hear about <laughs> <laughs> it, and that is joyous.
2: <laughs> Isn't it? I know, and it's kind of like, um, it's also like we're a village. We're still innately people in a village square mm-hmm. even yes. though it's all digital now Whoa. and it's international, it's, yes. we're still just like yentas gossiping about <laughs> you know, whatever, we're like, did you hear about this? Yes. It's, like, it's, like, it's such a fundamental part of community in a sense, isn't it? Do you,
0: do you feel like, because in comedy it's a huge thing everyone's talking about everyone where everyone's gossiping it's just like a literal part of the life you just, you, you, you dip in, you dip out is it the same in the music industry, not to like accuse you of like being a goth, but like I assume, is that, that just, like, the same in music? Everyone knows what everyone's happening, talking, it's, have you heard this about, um, who's a singer, Beyonce? I don't know. Like,
2: I mean, a little, guy? but I think musicians are, in a way, a little more thin-skinned <gasps> um, because mm. they're not, like, like, to be a comedian, you, mm. I don't know, so, it's, like, the, the, the process of bombing your way towards being good is like it builds up these calluses that in sometimes musicians don't develop and so i think musicians are like they can be a little sensitive and a little earnest in a different way but Ah. that being said i think the thing that what i love about being a musician is that like it's easier for us to utilize the tools of comedy than it is for a comedian to utilize the tools of music.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Lauren have been talking about putting out an album for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it can be great.
2: I mean, it can be great, but it's it's hard. It could really. be. Yeah, be
1: We could. So you tune in next week, and I'm
0: just like, Welcome to Big Natural Talents. <laughs> <towns."> like, <laughs> I've got a ukulele. I'm like, sing, Lauren.
2: <laughs> like, who, did your, who did your theme song?
1: Oh, my boyfriend did, actually. He, oh, um, he's um, he got a background in DJing, and he's played in bands and stuff
0: as well. Cool. Yeah, and Ben sung vocals that we had to kill. They weren't, they weren't <laughs> yeah. good. Oh,
1: Big, right. natural <laughs> Big natural talent. <laughs> Big no, natural you, talent. Big natural
0: talent.
2: You can't have a male voice in there, doesn't it? Yeah. No. no. They're
0: not the patriarchy. Not in this <laughs> pod. <spot. laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, That's crazy. And yeah, I totally agree. Like we never want our gossip to be like mean spirited or even sometimes people send us stuff and they go like, I don't know if you want to talk about it on the podcast, but I heard this and it's not mean spirited, but it's something like a little bit dark or like someone has done something that's actually like quite horrible and illegal or something. And it's like, yeah, like that's bad. Like, I don't think we want to have a laugh Mm -hmm. about that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it's just, you know, a a simple olden times story of incest or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know there's like there's a, there's a statute of limitations on so being upset about that like um that then it's all in good fun it's all right. Right. yeah good it's fun. funny because
2: we're bringing like like my wife and kids out to Australia to live for the first time because they've only ever visited right mm-hmm. so they're they're interacting with Australians and you know different things I do that you forget how much gossip um Sort of forms the law of understanding who certain people are, like, (gasps) like in a sense, like you know, Conchetta, the show. You did the one with Rove, right? At um, yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, for me
2: to explain um, to Ioni who Rove is and the role that he played in our culture, it involves (laughs) yeah, and it involves gossip. You basically have to talk about someone's personal life, and it it, Mm. it shades it creates all the texture of character that like the media doesn't necessarily, the media just wow. does like simple, you know? Mm. So I've, I've had to share a lot of Australian gossip. In that yes. Sense. To get, yeah. bring them up to speed.
0: Oh my God. There's yeah. just like so many things I want to ask you. Like, yeah. what, like one question, I don't know if we should do it now, but I've always wanted to ask you, do you prefer, I, I don't know now if you've like had the choice, but like, do you prefer living here or, or America and the same question for working or if anything, like what were the differences in vibes? I would say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, the, the, the fundamental difference that I've come to appreciate rather than like fight against mm. um, America's fatal flaw and its biggest asset is that everyone thinks what they're doing is absolutely brilliant. Wow. Um, yeah. And so when someone goes in to pitch an idea, they are going to tell you that their idea is God's gift to entertainment. And you are, and they're, you know, like anything, 95% of the time they're wrong, but you at least get the joy of like working on things or collaborating on things where there's like real visionary like leadership Wow. with someone who's like losing sleep over their thing and they want to do it and they're into it. And, in Australia, that again, similarly, the flaw and, the, uh, and wow. the, the good quality is the humility.
3: Oh my God.
1: You know, wow. oh my I, only,
2: cuts. Yeah, like, I only will like meet people in Australia and should be like, this is like the coolest scene. If, this, if these people were in LA or New York, all they'd be talking about is how cool their scene is instead of like <laughs> just doing it. Like, whereas in Australia, everyone is so chill and self-deprecating. So wow. in a way it's good because people stay grounded. But mm. the thing I always battled against was, okay, but then what about like really ambitious ideas? Yes. Like how, how do you how get off they... your ass and do them and motivate a team and get your friends yes. around you and say, trust me, I'm going to do this. It, I, I hope it's going to be great, but it's at least going to be meaningful. It's going to, you know, so that's the stuff I sort of struggle with um, wow. between the two countries. Mm-hmm. But, the end point of America's self-obsession is you end up with someone like Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who's president, and you whoa. end up with different countries. Like you end up with whole nations yeah. in a country that disagree on truth.
1: Wow. Yeah, and like what this the
2: fundamental truth is.
1: Kind That's, of um, h- hyper so, individualization of a society. Kind whoa. of exactly. So, Turns so, people against each other.
2: <laughs> so for sure, and and in Australia, you know, like. I always thought, like, say for someone like Baz Luhrmann, like for him to become himself, Australia d- doesn't help that. Mm, Do you know no. what I mean? Like there's, no, yeah, one, there's no one patting you on the back going, more flamboyant. Yeah. You like, know what? Think <laughs> bigger. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. So you're, you're bumping up against that. But wow. look, everywhere's got its own kind of mm. stuff. And, and you know, and one other thing I'll just – I. You guys both are good talkers, so just interrupt me at any point I talk to. <laughs> yeah. But, but in in the, another thing, I really like in loved in LA, and what you know, we tried to before the lockdown, we were trying to get going at Giant Dwarf was more unexpected collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like part of the way I became a good performer was like working there's this club called lago in la that like a lot of musicians and comedians go to and you know i'd get up and do like two or three songs and it would be the bill would be like bo burnham ali wong judd apatow um zach galifianakis improvising and then two musicians each doing two songs each and you realize like what you have to do with that 10 minutes on stage when you're like kind of competing for audience attention in a sense against that level of yeah. talent sophistication because of the cross-pollination you put yourself in these mm. different things it makes you a better performer in ways wow. you could never get if you stay insular
0: that's so, so
2: I always want to like work with people in different mediums and with different skills and stuff and learn what they how they turn on their audience And I learn what, you know what I mean? Like we can Mm. share and teach each other. Mm.
0: That's so beautiful. I mean, well, that's so true of doing that gig, your gig. That was like, yeah, I'm doing stand-up, but it was in like a totally different environment, like following different acts, like with a totally different audience who aren't like, but you know, that gig was so crazy. I was like, this is not like a normal gig. And I felt like fine about it because it was just like so different, but it makes you better.
1: For listeners, there's um, Ben and his wife, Ione Sky, produce a monthly show. Is the show, hypothetically, if the world doesn't end, monthly?
2: Yeah, <laughs> we, we had a book monthly through the rest of the year. Well, who knows yeah. when live performance is coming back.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, so it's a show called Weirder Together. It's a monthly show at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. And it's like, yeah, like what we were just talking about, basically like a variety night kind of of musicians and comedians and all sorts of people. Um, And, yeah, we've both performed at it. And, yeah, it, and actually, so that also leads us to, so you, I think that's really cool that you want to do these like variety nights. And I don't think there's enough of that in Australia, especially like this kind of a little bit alternative scene where like you can kind of do... Whatever you want. Um, And you actually did this show that came up when we were doing our research on you at the Largo a few years ago that we're dying (gasps) to talk to you about. Um, You hosted a show at the Largo with one uh, friend of the show. She doesn't know that she's a friend of the show, but she's a friend of the show, Lena Dunham. (gasps) Called Champagne Super Analysis, so you like hosted the show with Lena Dunham, and it was an Oasis themed evening that was intended to consist of songs and readings. And then also, I would like to note that Brad Pitt was
2: there. No, so, yeah, it was amazing that oh. night. So that that's a great example of like, what is that, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> what, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: please tell us, Ben, what <laughs> so is that? Well, well,
2: well, what I mean is that, like, you know, I think professionalism is a little bit overrated in the sense of um experimentation is more interesting right Mm -hmm. and i I like so so what that came out of and this is where i like everything to come out of just having a laugh basically like i think lena tweeted something about um having just watched the oasis documentary supersonic that's incredible and everyone should watch it and um and i just wrote back i said oh i only always makes me read noel and liam interviews to her out loud whenever one comes up in the newspaper because they crack us up they are like they're so funny and they're um they are they have been so
1: full of hate hila- like
2: <laughs> <laughs> but hilarious just so hilarious so we have a thing in our house of like reading oasis interviews out loud so i said that i just wrote that to lena it was like a thing and then lena wrote back live reading at lago i'm not kidding call flanny and so i just texted flanny i was like hey can me and lena do this thing and so we had musicians like um like lisa Loeb and juliana barwick and i can't remember who else all different people but like we basically put these like did live readings of these interviews with the gallagher brothers so Wow. lena lena and spike jones read this famous one together called wibbling rivalry which was a really early fight that they had um um that that actress retta you know she's really good mm-hmm. she played their yes. mom she did an interview oh as their mom um brad pitt came out and just did like a he just <gasps> came he did like a surprise at all we would me and lena were opening it and then he just came out and we, we said so in the words of the immortal liam gallagher and brad just comes out and said she goes Let's do this, you cunts. And the whole oh. crowd just <laughs> went, <inside>.
1: God, <laughs> I would slide off my seat. I tell you that. But, what was it? it like yeah, if he was, yeah. what's Brad Pitt's like energy like? What's it like to be in a room with mm. Brad Pitt? Like, I would just eat, I yeah, we would I'm, melt. I'd melt. I'm losing my train yeah. of thought being in the same kind of conversation <laughs> as him.
3: What's the him vibe? Twice,
2: but both times he's like been. Super cool. Like, I actually think he's like a yeah. really cool guy, and he's like kind of like more of um, you know, he's. I think you can, you know, you can tell by looking at his life, he's not someone who is like, I don't know how do you say it. Like, he's not like an alpha guy that needs to like push him. Like, he's he's yes. like being with powerful women. Mm, like, I actually he's got always, nothing to prove. I like guys that like powerful women because yeah. I've always loved powerful women. Like, I have yeah. no interest in any sense like I always remember this one night I like hooked up with this girl on tour when I was younger and she was just kind of like so passive it was not my Mm. fantasy at all Mm. um and I was like I don't want to do this I'm like because I always liked smart creative strong like feisty people you know and women so anyway so I don't know that takes me somewhere away from Brad Pitt but um but yeah, he's he's cool, man. I think I don't know him yeah. that well, but I, I I reckon anyone who can survive through the roller coaster of a relationship to like the media that that guy's had and mm. make it through his various marriages and scandals yeah. and parenting and things and and still just keep trying to make good work and put himself in like this comes back to what we were talking about like okay, so I have a rule like for like putting on nights or anything like that that if I ask someone to be part of it and they respond by looping in their manager, it's oh. never going to happen and I don't want them anywhere near the thing. Oh, that's so because interesting. Because I like person-to-person creator yeah. Yeah. conversations. And that's what I want to do. And I, not everyone's like that. And there's a lot of people who get successful, I think, with the very specific goal of sheltering themselves from those types of interactions wow. by inserting representation into it. Yeah, and yeah. You don't have A little cocoon. You know? Yeah, like Will's not like saying your interview with Will. Like Will's really successful. He's not like that. He'll email you directly be like, you yeah, want to be on the yeah. podcast? Like that's the kind of, and I respect people that mm. as they mm. get more and more successful, they should put themselves in more and more weird situations and see what happens because that's wow. how you keep life interesting, you know? That's
0: so true. That you is true. You have to. I'm barely doing it as it is and I'm a nobody of like, being interesting and doing interesting things, <laughs> but you've got to keep it up as yeah. you move your way to the top. Otherwise, what have you got to say? What have you got to do? What is the point? That's crazy.
2: And if you um, want to say no, have the balls to say no. Yeah, say you no. You don't need yeah. like someone to intervene in it. Like I got asked to do something by someone very smart the other day, mm. but I just didn't think the what they wanted me to do in it was that smart. And I said, yeah. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to do something with you one day. It's not this, that. Great. And it was totally cool. And I feel like we walked yeah. away with like mutual respect. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh my God. I l- literally love that. Also, Ben, did you have a second piece of gossip before I forgot that you were elect- like, Oh yeah. Got yeah. yeah, yeah, this? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Let's, I do. While I remember. Uh, let's do that. Okay, one this is
2: a really, this is a really funny one. So, yeah. um, in let me try and think what year it would have been. So I think it would have been about 98. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, again, I was living in New York and, a friend of mine had directed this movie called um, Desert Blue. It was, like a, um, it was like a Sundance type, like indie kind of movie. Yeah. But it was actually the first movie that Kate Hudson was in. Oh. And, so, and so she, anyway, I did a song for the movie. So we were all hanging out one night. And one night, um, we all, I, like seven or eight of us all came back to where I was living. And I had a Ouija board. <gasps> and um and oh my god this so scary. we of played with it yeah we played with it like a couple times but Kate Hudson seemed like super familiar with it and um was like Kate let's Hudson do the is a witch
1: that's yeah, well like, this got like, a <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah she was like let's do the wedge. let's get it up let's do it so, <laughs> she was like yeah so witch we, yeah exactly <laughs> so so she apparently actually her family has always done the Ouija board together. And they have a book, a giant book, that they write down all of the messages no. that is, come through. Uh, yeah, so,
1: her mom Goldie Horn, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Kurt Russell is her dad, right? <gasps> so, and, um, yeah.
0: so that just so, hit and, different remembering <laughs> that fact. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, I was like, I know Conchetta will not remember this, so let's <laughs>
1: remind her who her family is.
2: So, <laughs> so so okay, so we start doing the Ouija board. And um, it's moving around. Like, have you guys ever done it?
0: No, no. I'm too scared. We don't believe in bringing yeah. ghosts into this house. Yeah, no,
1: but because we don't want trouble in our lives and actually only <laughs> <our> <laughs> negative spirits would be attached to a Ouija board and they will lie to you and say that they're not. So even if you I leave gr- the house, they will be haunting you and they will come with you.
2: <laughs> I think you're right. But um, so it was moving, though. It does move. I don't know why. No, I don't know if no, it's you're like,
0: lying. You're lying. I don't know if
2: it's like the, the unconscious of all know. the people using it are like, pushing it without them even realizing they're doing it. But for sure, I've done it several times and it's like moved around and done things. So (gasps) anyway, so it spells out, she said, we said, who are you? And I've forgotten the guy's name, she said, but say it was like, say it was like Bob, right? Yeah. So it's Bob and she's like, oh, that's a friend of my mom's who died a couple of years ago. And he comes through the Ouija and passes messages on Oh um, sometimes, so she gets on the phone she calls Goldie and she's like mom get Goldie she's on like, the horn yeah she's like Goldie boring. on the horn <laughs> <laughs> no no was good It's perfect yeah. um, she's <laughs> like uh, she's like mom I'm I'm, I'm on the weed, um with any know, Bob <laughs> Bob's coming through and um, and she's like ask if he has any messages for me and so she says Bob do you have any messages for my mom and so it goes Y O U A R E I'm gonna cry H O L L Y W O O D You are Hollywood, you are Hollywood.
0: Oh my God! Do you know what I thought I was going to say? You are horny. I
1: was <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, waiting. Oh, you are a
2: ho. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, but that's. Uh, I said it like that because that was us. Like you're, you're yeah. reading it out, going, yeah. "What is yeah, this? You don't tension. know where this got is. But so you, you know, this is like an iconic Hollywood entertainer whose identity wow. is very um, rooted in being having been a success in Hollywood, and an old friend of hers in spirit form wanting to pass on a message, you are Hollywood. I mean, how so, beautiful wow. is that story? Oh, my Dude, God. Do you really know what I hope that one her. day
0: when I'm dead and Lauren's alive and there, she's doing a Ouija, God forbid, with yeah. you, Ben, and then conchetta, <laughs> Conchetta's coming through the thing. <gasps> and I'm like, you are Hollywood, darling. <laughs> no, it would be like, <laughs> you like,
2: are <laughs> Walara. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my that's God. Crazy. That's crazy. Okay, this leads me to my next question, which I actually – Oh, wait, not wait, On the sc- – No. Oh, no. okay, are you Oh, I was just I, gonna say. I think it was so funny how like
1: she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna call my mom," and everyone's like, "Yeah, call your mom because their mom's Goldie Horn." But like, if anyone else did that, you'd be like, "Fuck off!" Like, we want to do the ghost <laughs> thing. What is you, your true. mom? That's
2: normally not a cool thing to say, is it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say one of my favorite questions in the world, Ben. Do you believe in ghosts?
2: Yes. Oh, um, I don't. I I I consider myself fairly agnostic on every front that's supernatural like i i wow. i'm open to i'm open to them being real or not being real yep. i've had a couple of experiences but nothing that can't be explained another yeah. way yeah. and i think that's at the end of the day people that have like hardcore faith in supernatural things have had some experience that is like beyond doubt and i'm yep. not really like that so yeah. I think most likely, the most likely answer is they're not real. But then mm-hmm. I heard someone say, explain to me once, she used a great term. I asked her if she believed in ghosts. She said, they're not ghosts, they're echoes. <gasps>
0: oh. Make it, make I, it music. Make yeah. It a music thing. I guess that's kind well, of like the
1: idea of like your energy, like everything in the world is energy, including people and like moving and everything. And so if someone... Dies, then that energy doesn't go away. It maybe just continues to reverberate throughout the universe. In well, a I've had way. like
2: psychedelic experiences where I'm outside of time and space or perceive <gasps> myself to be. So why not? Like maybe yeah. that's a thing. Maybe that's a thing we just don't access in this physical realm. Yeah. Do you think it would really
0: make it really interesting If I came to either of you Two dear friends of mine And I was like guys I saw a ghost the other day Like you'd be like whoa I like And trust Conchetta. that's what I'm always Ready for someone I know and love to like Have a story and I will take it as gospel And I'll yeah. like well now I must Believe well I believe yeah. them
2: I've um, had that happen and I still didn't Fully believe them like even though There were people I loved I still yeah. thought That and sometimes like the way people talk about something, it make it's got a charge yeah. to it, and you go like, oh my "There's issues there." I don't know what this yeah. is. But there's some ben, unresolved trauma.
0: <laughs> I told Ben, and he's like, Kachetta, I'm a big fan. I'm a big supporter of you. I love all your stories, <laughs> yeah. but not this. Not this one." <laughs> I yeah, I love like the idea. I love the
1: concept, but there's just something about it that isn't right for me. And I'd love this to work together it. in future, but this isn't it. This isn't um, it.
0: <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We wanted to say, so, like, there's just, like, lots of, like, name drops who are just, like, wanting to, like, just throw names at you and you can just riff on that. You have a collaboration that I actually had no idea that you had. Sorry, maybe that's rude to say. Maybe I'm sorry. No, I do so much famous. shit. It's like, yeah. it. no, it's like-
3: <laughs>
1: But, yeah, you, you have a collaboration. You're in a folk music duo with Josh Radnor, a.k.a. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother, that's, wow, what's Josh Radnor like? He looks like a really chill guy, especially for someone Josh who's starred in such you, a big you can, sitcom.
2: You guys should actually have him on. Like, he's oh he'd my be God. a great... I would die
1: to have him on.
2: He's, no, he's a great he, He's he's a great conversationalist, too. Oh, um, wow. awesome. Because he's, yeah. like, he, he was a very academic guy. Like, he went to... He's one of my few friends that went to uni. <laughs> like,
3: he's an architect. architect. That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You know what's funny, though? When we toured, because our band by a little duo, it got sort of because How I Met Your Mother was so popular in Brazil, we started doing these Facebook <laughs> Lives and they would just be like Brazilian fans, right? <laughs> so we got invited to tour there and we wow. went and toured Brazil and Argentina. And I cannot tell you, like, I lost count of the amount of architects <gasps> that came up to Josh and said, I am an architect because of you. (gasps) And Josh was like, you know I'm not actually an (laughs) architect.
0: That's so awesome. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) People yeah. go to Fran Drescher and being like, I'm a gnette. I'm a nanny. I'm <laughs> because <laughs> of you. <laughs> people come up to you,
1: Conchetta, and they're like, I have IBS because of you. <laughs> and that does happen. <laughs> yeah. That's- did he oh ever my like, God. What, Yeah. When you were touring Brazil, like for the fans of How I Met Your Mother, I guess a lot would come out. Like, did do you ever like do bits from the show or would he ever have a little riff or
2: It's it's tricky, you know. Like, Yeah, I've, how
1: do you do uh, that?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I really watched um, I, I, that situation. It's such a – to have a massive, massive – you know, Lauren, you said something in your set that I loved when you were talking about wanting to be just successful enough.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah I, have I a joke. love that yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I even remember my jokes? But, yeah, I have a bit that I do in comedy where it's like, I don't want me to be like hugely famous. I just want to. Oh yeah, and it's how I met your mother related. I go like, I only just want to be. I want to be as famous as um. Oh my, like see, I've even forgotten her name. Yeah, it was like her Alison name? Hannigan
2: or Kobe Smulders. That's Kobe a- Smulders. I was yeah, like, yeah, I just want to be as
1: famous as Kobe Smulders, and then people are like, look puzzled, and then I'm like, you know, she's the girl from How I Met Your Mother, and then people are always like, oh, <laughs> like I'd love to get an a dream. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Bet, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good bit because it's actually super accurate like no one wants to be i mean if you do if you're like a psychotic person that wants to be like super duper famous that's one thing but most people i know they want to be able to buy organic groceries, yes. order in food whenever they want, yes. pay off their mortgage, go
0: on those nice holidays, and be left alone. Yeah. I'm like, oh. oh my God, that's <laughs> yes. so funny. That is literally Ben and I. We were like, we just want to get to the level that like shopping at Harris Farm Markets mm. or Maloney's is just the norm. Because that exactly. is enough of a level that it's like, this is normal, and I don't need more, and I don't need less. I don't need the yeah. Oprah. I don't need to be, you know, anyone huge. I just need to go to Maloney's and I get wanted, nice yes. peanuts. Want well, you want the to the not, look yeah. like, yes, not look at not the look prices.
2: Yes, look at the prices. But, but so what mm. I saw with Josh, because he's the friend I'm closest to that had, in a way, like the most mainstream American success you can have. Like, mm. like, you know, I've I've had friends do successful things, but he, how I met your mother is very specific. It's like, broad 7 p.m. sitcom yep. that college students, families watch together. And it really is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And I felt for him navigating that. But you cannot deny, I think he's learned gratitude over the years because it opens doors for you forever. Like wow. us getting to tour Brazil mm-hmm. would not have happened without yeah. him having been on How to Met Your Mother. Yeah. Like if you can stay in a place of humility and not being resentful that like, like yes. for me... The odds are, like, you never know. I'm actually someone that always thinks you never know what's around the corner, but the odds that I would ever have a song as big as Catch My Disease or we're all in this together are, like, pretty stacked against me. It's like, it would take something very unusual. So those songs may be my most sort of famous contributions to music, and you can get to a point where you're playing them on stage going, like, oh, the audience is waiting for Catch My Disease or whatever, but instead you just go, dude, this song has literally kept food on the table Mm -hmm. for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Like I am so May everyone be blessed with one or two successes that they feel resentful of. (laughs) You know? Oh
0: my God. That is so interesting. I was just watching this um, um, interview, Charlie Rose interviewing all the panel of like Seinfeld separately, um, just like in this compilation on YouTube. And I was listening to, of course you were watching watching that but yeah yeah, (laughs) last night yep and um jason alexander is talking about why they did those contract negotiations to be getting that high salary per episode it was like i think it was like either a million or six hundred thousand for each episode after like five seasons or so and he was saying it's because that show was such an insane lifetime mix popular crazy that was making the network's millions of millions of dollars and they were saying for us for us for it to be worth it because this show for it to keep going on and them to keep playing those characters for them as actors has diminishing returns because yeah. they become more and more entrenched in the characters it's harder for them to to go into something else so they're like unless un- unless we make a cut of they wanted syndication they wanted syndication so that it benefits them to keep doing this or they could or that? What does it benefit? So I just thought that was so interesting to hear someone talk so honestly about how you know he was saying it's that exact thing, double-edged sword of this will be his most iconic role in his life, and it's nothing will, and that's both amazing and he's like he chooses to to see the amazing side of it and what that opened rather than be resentful and unhappy. Yeah, and, and I just that's exactly what we're talking about. So I just because, heard that. So it's yeah, like
1: because in the same way, like like. He will always be George from Seinfeld, mm. you know, like Josh Radnor. Like he will, he like in my head, I'm like, oh, the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Like, and so yeah, he could be like, oh, Sorry. I'm just the guy from How I Met Your Mother, or he'd be like, oh, I'm the guy from How I Your Mother. I made a zillion mm. dollars and yeah. I have that yeah. forever now. So forever. that's
0: he'll yes, and Jesus, is cool. he's like his family. It's all paid for and it's worth it. And he's done. And that's sort of similar. Lauren and I will be. Tied as Big Natural (laughs) forever. Yeah, and And people will say, that that Big Natural's (laughs) girl, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) who makes zillions and zillions of zero dollars from the podcast.
2: (laughs) And you know it is. It's like, you you know, with being an entertainer and artist, it's like you do, I mean, the amount of projects you do versus the ones that are like profitable or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, mostly, if you averaged out the amount of like hours i've put into music versus yeah. the money that i've like i've i've lived it around the clock in my mind like there's no off day wow. to it yes. there's no off hours you um so actually like sound
1: car. you sound exactly like me when i was um trying to explain that to my Centrelink job service provider, Um, because he was like, how many hours did you work last week? And I was like, like, I'm working, like I am working, like living is working. Like I'm always like hours and money and like those hours might not all be paid. And (laughs) absolutely. It's like a bub. Um,
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's true. And so I, I never begrudge. I mean, look, there are certain people who make so much money that you can't help but just be a bit like, now that is too much money. Yeah, but it's unethical basically. at a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that I don't think that's ever happened to an Australian entertainer. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, <laughs> just wait and two.
1: see. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm going to be the Jeff Bezos of stand-up comedy. <laughs> also, did we ask you what Lena is like? Is she an amazing oh, yeah. flower? Please, any yeah, anecdote I, you have?
2: I, yeah, I we have, love um, her.
0: We I, feel like think, we'd be friends. Yeah, sure.
2: I could see that. Lena is um a truly magical creative person who is very like uh in my experience it's like interactions with her are very like all or nothing Mm -hmm. it's not like there's not like polite like oh yeah how you going what's going on it's like there's an idea happening and you are riding a title title wave of like Mm. of like creativity and romance and excitement or it's like she's disappeared and is somewhere and i that's a certain type of um creativity that i actually uh it's not how mine is but i i like it i find it very like i like to get lost in someone's just like someone's like manic aura Mm. of like productivity and and i also think um it's, you know, she's someone who's done a lot of public learning. And, yeah, um big time. And I think for the most part, people have been much more unforgiving with her than yeah. they have been to. And this is a, you know, this is a conversation about how women are treated, I think, in the yeah. media landscape. Oh, um, absolutely. But, uh, she's are, continued yeah. to step up and tried to rectify whenever there's been an issue. And I've been impressed with that. Like, I like people growing and changing, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: I yeah, I yeah. someone said to me, it's like if you really are like a fan of someone or like their work, you, you want to see them grow. You're there for the journey, like a true person yeah. who believes in you and sees you, that kind of fan are the ones that last and stay. And I was like, that's, you know, that's what you want to see if you – I don't mean – I mean, there's all different types of fans for different types of
2: – No, well, that's people. the thing, but I was – me and Ben, your Ben, were talking about that yesterday. Um, really? About, yeah, yeah, because we were – I was talking – you know you you've been doing all this more visible tv stuff mm. and like it's the kind of stuff that gets across to like your grandma and like yeah. like this casual fan of media and entertainment that mm. only sees the things that break through so like <gasps> like to me there's like a whole world of fans you'd call them fans who go when are you going to put out your next song thinking mm. catch my disease was my last song because it's not <laughs> it's not on there yeah. The way yeah. they consume media is they consume the mainstream of the mainstream yes. that's yes. handed to them on a platter on primetime television, and if it's not there, it doesn't exist.
1: That's like you know? yeah, because so mean and those audiences writes.
2: come and go. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, and the,
1: but it's so funny as well seeing like how people like that you know as well reacted to, to the way you do things like me and Conchetta are both on this random channel seven show it's like we're just talking heads we're on screen for seconds at a time like it's not a big deal and it's definitely not like our creative magnum opus to be doing this channel seven show it's great it's cool and exciting to be on a mainstream channel and everything like that but it's so funny like you post like hey i'm gonna be on this show it's on channel seven at nine o'clock on tuesdays and like people come out of the woodwork like everyone woodwork. from my high school is like liking it, people that are like I wouldn't. They haven't talked to me in twenty years. Are like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's amazing. And then I'm just there being like, um, I also like did a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and that was actually kind yeah. of better than yeah. this. And it was totally. like really important to me. And why didn't you like that post?
2: <laughs> I think that I think that what you just articulated is the fundamental struggle with mm. straddling the mainstream and. Wow whether you call it the underground or the artistic Mm. community or people that do things, not just for money, is that in the mainstream, only mainstream success is rewarded. And it's hard to engage with it earnestly and not Mm. be resentful. Um, When it's such a narrow, you have to be such a narrow version of yourself in that world. Mm. That's why a lot of what I've been thinking about a lot lately is um, the characters that, public people choose to, like, uh, mm, gosh, I haven't really articulated this. It's just been bubbling away. But, like, Mm. there's a certain relationship you can have with the media where you realize they need you to be a character Mm. in order to digest you. So you willingly cooperate. And there is a mild selling of the soul. But there's also, like, but there's also a protective shell because Tom Waits gets to be... The j- jitterbug hobo sitting on the couch, and you know, yeah. and he gets to be normal with his wife. And yeah. there's something about entering the transaction with pop culture as a conscious transaction, rather than being needy and being like, but I need you to see all of me. Cause it's yeah. never going to happen. You know, wow. I feel like I did gave give a sermon. I don't know why I did that. No, but anyway, I needed
0: uh, to hear it. amen to that. I've yeah. been wow. thinking
2: about that a lot. You know, how do we yeah. play our characters with a light touch mm. Um yeah. so that we play the game and we can give up a little, but we choose how much we give up.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think as well, something that's interesting, like, I've got a friend who's doing a lot of research right now about um, she calls the topic digital anxiety, which is kind of about how we also play these characters, not just celebrities anymore, but people kind of inhabiting their personas online. And also how that is kind of a, a performance or like the old kind of theory as well about the presentation of self and things like that. And like. it's really complicated and then yeah doing like a mainstream show like channel seven i'm like oh my gosh like even we got the promo photos and it was so funny they'd given me a nose job i swear to god i they gave, they gave me Botox lip. Yeah, Conchetta <laughs> had like a lip filler. Like, we just looked like we were ready to go on a reality show. And I was like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. this girl, she looks great. Like, it's not me. Um, but, and then you see, like, yeah, <laughs> the 10 seconds of footage that they took out of an hour of you talking, they cut it together. Like, it's not you. But yeah, it's funny. You need to get comfortable with, like, having yourself depicted and your mm.
0: depiction of yourself is not always inside your control.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And detaching yeah. yourself is what I'm needing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, are it's a, a
2: wild, wild journey. And that that's really smart. What you were just saying. I, I didn't think about that, how we're all doing micro mm-hmm. versions of branding now. Oh, yeah. That's what yes, everyone says. What's yes. your brand? What's your brand? Uh, Cause yeah. I started my career before social media. I, I haven't had that, as intrinsically layered yeah. in. Mm. But but I did experience that, like, I was, like, cool when I was a teenager, right? So, like, cool people liked me. Mm. And that was my brand yeah, same, that I was same. like, yeah. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, 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 us as well. A lot of <laughs> people, but I, well.
1: <laughs> I wanted to collaborate and stuff like musos <laughs> and I, I went to, I went to New York pretty young. Yeah. I was at a lot of parties because a lot of boys, but I, so um, I saw Jerry Seinfeld and I was like, what about, how am I going to ruffle this guy's feathers <laughs> <laughs> just,
3: for just for the heck of it ask for
2: that. <laughs> I totally <laughs> asked for that complaining about being my brand. No, new. no, cool. no. But no. I um, know, facts. Facts. No, <laughs> we know what you mean. You know, it's like the facts but, and the stories. You were cool, yes. That you, you you're cool is something that's like, yes, it's intrinsic to who you are, I guess, if you like can manage situations, but it's also just are you like do you happen to be born at a time where your vibe coincides with a generational moment that like for mm. me, making music in my bedroom was something I did like I came from a scene that was substance over style, like we were not good at playing music. But in the early '90s, that had its own charm, and it was yeah. like the coolest thing you could do was not know how to do it and wow. do it anyway. So I was, if I'd been born a hundred years before, my skill set would have been totally inappropriate for the cultural landscape because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have been a prodigy; bard. would have been ruined. <laughs> yeah i couldn't have done it right so so anyway so i just thought about how but still that brand was sort of thrust on me and i had my own struggle with that of like doing things like that were deliberately uncool because Mm. i felt constricted by the brand that was thrust on me you know so i'd be like i want to do something with benji from good charlotte and i want mandy Moore to sing on my record and like things that were like Seen at that point as like being uncool, kind of, but they yeah, were very pop. much like me reacting against the being constricted in a brand that awesome. I didn't choose, you know. So <sighs>
0: that is so cool. I could literally talk to you for a, a lifetime. A I, rebel. Well,
2: well, We can do it again later down we the line. Should when just there's, do it again. there's like, yeah. there's
0: more gossip, there's more questions. There's so um, much. I, I guess, think it's crazy. I was, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, Lauren, did I say that? Um, I was saying to Ben that the song Cigarettes Will Kill You is one of, like, my favorite songs of all time. And it only just hit me that that's you and you're someone who's oh, seen yeah, right. me or, and I talk to. And my final question is, would you sing at me and Ben's probably eventual wedding that oh I God. am planning <laughs> already? Firstly, <Personally, laughs>
2: yes. And I just love your your whole obsession with trying to get this guy to propose to you. What's so, What's so funny about it is that it's like... It's like the <laughs> horror, the funny? horror no. hidden behind the joke, hidden behind yeah. the horror, hidden behind yeah. the joke. And you get to be totally transparent. And Mm. have your need and your desire as upfront as possible (laughs) and visible, but still hide behind that you're doing this character. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and you will get what you want as a result.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a character, but I'm serious. Yeah, it's
2: a character, but I'm serious.
0: I don't know. It's so funny. Like that, even just doing bits like that, I'm so like sensitive. I'm like, no, it's a joke, but like, no, it's real. My own mother is like, so funny she's like don't get married she's like stop being obsessed with it like what i grew <laughs> up with which is like being thinking that that's what you had to do my mom's like S- chill out she's like do you know some people live together forever and they don't get married and they have children and they have a house she's like be like that no and why wouldn't i want the party yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just so funny that i play into this thing that my mom doesn't here's what i say about ben he'll either be the love of my life forever or it'll be the biggest heartbreak and guess what it's a win-win
2: yeah. So ring or
0: not, it's a big win for me. So I love to... Um, um, gun to gun to your head Ben Caution it's looking pretty
2: good me. looking pretty good so far seems pretty
0: compatible <laughs> <laughs> look even if we don't I have a wedding I'll make Lauren and I have some sort of commitment ceremony yeah. and you can sing I'm happy <laughs> to <laughs> happy to of course
3: we're
0: gonna get in a gown for something pretty soon we need a reason to live Ben Come oh on,
1: my give it to gosh <laughs> let's get on our way to wrapping up let's yes, say do you have any other final burning bits of gossip that you wanted to throw out just while you're here.
2: Um, I, I mean, something that I... I don't know if this is you guys are going to care about this, but uh, it's mm. something that happened uh, a long time ago, but it's become more relevant recently. Have you guys watched this documentary that's out there that everyone's seen called Woodstock 99?
1: Oh, I haven't watched oh. it yet, but I've heard a lot about it.
2: Oh, yeah, so anyway, it was this disastrous music festival that was like Limp yeah. It was like basically like a metal, like new metal. New metal, metal well. yeah. Like, it was just like rapes and like awful, <gasps> yeah. like what? Uh, just, it was really badly organized and like, like firefest times a hundred. No. Like it was just- okay, I want to watch this. Anyway, I played it. Um, <gasps> I was on the emerging artist stage. And what's funny is like, there was this weird group cause it was all new metal. And then there were just these yeah. weird other people like chucked on this side stage. So it was um me and that band Muse, Muse were just yes! starting. What? Wow. Um, <laughs> Andy Dick, yes. Um, whoa, Tom Papa was the host. I didn't oh my realize. Oh did comics, right? Yeah, yeah. Tom I Papa, did a gig with yeah. him um, at Lago last year or the year before, and he was like, "We actually met before at Woodstock '99." And um, <laughs> and oh. B, and Bijou Phillips, who is this singer? You 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 would actually love Bijou was like the wild child of. 90s nightlife in new york like she's a fun person and she's still a friend of mine. but she was but anyway she had a music thing going for a bit um but it was crazy because um people to me it was just another bad gig you know um Mm. i wasn't we went in and out it was like but but we drove in and um it was already on the news that there was this festival happening in New York that was a total disaster. Oh, so they knew at the, you knew we, at the time that it was like a nightmare as well. Because even like the parking and the ticketing, it was like all broken. The whole thing was like wow. really bad. Um, but I, I'll never forget as we pulled in. This is like such a dark note to end this uh, lovely conversation Well, I've we'll got one in. more
1: question afterwards that'll lighten it up. Okay, right. good, good. We'll redeem
2: ourselves. Um, my tour manager turned to me and he just said, It smells like death here. (gasps) And we just pulled up to the stage and did the gig and got out of it. Oh, my God. Sorry, that's the
0: pod title right there. It smells like death here. (laughs) 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 That's gorgeous. Done. Thank you. Sorted. Sorted. Because it's... That's sometimes a story me that has you know.
2: Mm.
0: Oh my god, that's us like walking into an open mic yeah. in like
2: <laughs> the, Gold <laughs> the Gold Coast, yes,
0: the Gold Coast, yes, on the strip, the yeah. Gold Coast strip.
1: <laughs> the odd through the Pokies room. It's that's this. It's the mingled smell into the comedy world. It's like the mingled smell of like popcorn from a Pokies room and like stale <laughs> beer on the ground, but also like something sweet. It's like yeah.
2: Vomit. Crush. <laughs> vomit. There's usually yes. vomit mixed into it too. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: it's bad. Wow. Wait, Lauren, can I do the thing before you do the last question that I think ties into it? Okay. I don't know. I don't, know what, be I don't know what it's gonna don't be, but mad. I want you to do it. I'm not okay. mad. So Ben Lee, I don't know if my Ben, Ben Coshin, has told you this before, but he mentioned it to me oh, yeah. when I said that you were coming on the pod. Of he said that a friend of his has the story that he says that a teacher at your old school. Uh, everyone Mariah. tells this story. Yeah. Have you heard <laughs> this? That, that she was like, you have no talent and you'll never make it. Yeah. Do, is this real? Did you One, have a mean teacher? Real? Two, do you remember it? And three, how cool that she was wrong? Uh, um, I do.
2: I love this urban legend. Because, um, yeah, I Ben, ben to went to the same up. school I went to. Yeah. My memory of it was a little different, but it was mm-hmm. equally. I was, that telling of it make places no blame on me. Um, Mm. I actually think I was probably torturing the teacher. And I probably did think I was pretty cool because I'm in music class and I've actually got a record deal and all these losers (laughs) are learning how to play the recorder. (laughs) 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 Fair (laughs) enough. Fair um, enough. But but my memory of this heated exchange was that... mm, it wasn't the the actual moment in class was just a stressful teacher student interaction mm. where I was mm. talking and I was whatever. And then the teacher lost it. And in her yelling, she said, just because you've had some degree of commercial success and something, she revealed some sour grapes. Wow. Um, and that I, I, I always, I found it like kind of heartbreaking because, I think teachers are like now that I'm a parent too. like I'm so grateful for teachers, but there is sometimes an aspect, particularly in the performing arts where, mm-hmm. you know, that old thing. I say those that can't do teach. You yep. do hit a little bit of that where people didn't choose to do it. It became like a fallback plan.
1: Yeah. And that- now it's mine. <laughs>
2: Yeah. What well, are you going to teach? Teaching drama? Would you teach drama? Really? I'd, you could imagine do doing drama. that? drama.
1: Yeah, I could do. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't love it, but have I looked yeah. up that I could, could do, do my, it. I could do my master's of teaching 13 months express. It's only $10,000 extra on my hex. <laughs> have I looked that up? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. And, it
2: wouldn't <laughs> have, and imagine like a teenager in your class. Started getting like the oh, stand-up career yeah. going.
1: <laughs> I would know? I wouldn't be like coy about it. It wouldn't take a moment of heat. I'd walk in the classroom and be like, all right, yeah. kids, today one of you is fucking <laughs> sitting outside.
3: <laughs>
1: someone has come up to me and told me that someone in this class has been signed to a major agency and
0: is doing just for laughs. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that is so funny. The oh. reservoir dogs. Yeah, it would get very dark <laughs> very quickly. Um, wow, that's amazing that we debunked that and we'll get her on the pod absolutely <laughs> her side. and she'll say no right, I did Lauren- say it and I do believe it and I hate him so
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay Lauren wrap it up final oh questions. yeah final the last thing we just wanted to ask was um, like you even said at the very beginning you know you are kind of like a proud Jewish father um, figure in the industry and in this podcast right now in this, this podcast hour world um, do you have any like you've got such an interesting career and you also seem like such a I mean it's just a very surface level observation but you seem like someone who's so kind of just like at peace with themselves mm-hmm. and their creative Grounded. practice kind. you've got mm-hmm. a beautiful wife who we didn't even talk about and like oh don't my God. get me started well, you know,
2: you'll have her on she's so great you'll you'll have her on. Um, i yeah. literally yeah. adore that woman um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um but do you have any like advice for um us or i guess like creatives in the in the industry in the biz like if you could have told mm-hmm. your snotty 14 year old self something like what do you reckon? It's a bit of a cliché question, but um, we all need to hear it right now. Mm.
2: There was, yeah, there was, um, there was a movie, a Spike Lee movie with Ed Norton in it about like his twenty four hours before he went to prison. Did you ever see that? It was called like
3: twenty four yeah. hours
2: or something. Like I can't remember, mm. but but it ended with this amazing scene where Ed Norton turns his best friend. And he goes, "Fuck me up, punch me in the face." He's like, if I walk into prison looking like this, I'm gonna be the bottom of the food chain. I need to walk in damaged. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think show business is a little similar in that like, it's kind of like, like Neil Young made a record of just feedback and it was unlistenable. But no one ever told Neil Young what to do ever again. Do you see yeah. the correlation? These stories are mm. kind of the same to me. That yeah. like I
0: need to get Lauren to punch me.
2: <laughs> <in the face. laughs> well, yeah. you have to. You have to prove that you're outside of your audience's control.
0: Yeah,
1: mm. and prove that you kind of aren't exclusively there to pander to them. Maybe exactly. But that you're exactly. also there to serve your own kind of practice and, and,
2: and they you can overlap lose your mind they yeah. can overlap you know like yeah at, at my best I hope I'm entertaining myself and my audience equally mm. mm-hmm. but I am I made it crystal clear from 14 years old that you know I, I made a record once called it was never about the audience and I genuinely believe that that like we I need validation as badly as you guys, as badly as anyone in our jobs, you know. Mm. But I know that where this actually lands for me is about how psyched I am about what I'm doing, mm. and that's that's it. And I, there's no yeah. other. I don't. I can't imagine any other advice you'd need. You know. I mean, the side of to do with like having a happy marriage and family—that's a whole other science. <laughs> but oh, yeah. as far as like careers i just think like you can't be it's like you know you gotta you gotta be a badass a little bit in your own way like everyone has their own way of doing it and you can be like the nicest badass there is but you know you have to be someone that no one thinks they're gonna tell you what to do
0: Whoa. Powerful I words. To, I have to change my personality <laughs> quick, smart. <laughs> I have to change in a second. <laughs> yeah, I get a few, got a few emails I got to unsend. I few...
3: <laughs> no, but I,
1: I think the comedy, like what I'm thinking similar, like that's like a complex answer that is very big, but like a very small aspect of that, that I can see how that just demonstrably will make you better is like in comedy, we all know that like when you're up there and you don't, Give a fuck and you don't care, and yes. maybe you're even in a bad mood, and maybe you look yeah. ugly, and you just get up and you're like, Yeah, what? Okay, that is always the best gig. The better. Because the audience gig. can tell you don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if you get up there and you're like, Oh, please like me, like, it's never yeah. as good.
2: The but you're know the worst is, to the way you yeah. rush. Don't you rush when you're nervous? Like, yeah, like comforting God. people move slowly because they're like they're not afraid of like even if the punchline doesn't work who cares what am i rushing to it for let's see what the journey's like
0: yeah oh my god that just comes back to me the one thing that i when i remember it i'm like oh yeah this is so lame but like no fear like fear is the biggest scariest most constricting thing and if you can fly in the face of it even a little moment that's where joy is baby that's where it's like and that's a yeah wow we came to it we got deep we're solved we super it. sold this and it smells like death in here <laughs> and it smells like death in here <laughs> oh, oh thank you so much ben we truly adore you all sides I love of you, you guys. um thank you for all the love and support and for coming on and we'll have you again and we'll have Ioni. and maybe we yeah. can do like a double decker app because you know that i love the story of you two getting together <laughs> and you know i want to hear it um yeah just the best absolutely right yeah thank you so much for coming on I guess like
1: it's do you have anything to yeah. plug I do, I on a, our podcast no, no, no.
2: I do I have a single <laughs> coming out oh, September let's go. 24th Ooh. Um, and it's called born for this bullshit and yes. um, it's That's about my all life this motto
1: it's, it's <laughs> about
2: everything we're talking about it's just about having the courage to have your yeah. personal swagger as you move through like climate change <laughs> and every, oh. everything that's going on you know so, what so, we yeah, need. so that'll be out yeah exactly and oh, my oh album my it's from my album that'll be out early next year and the album's called I'm Fun
0: yeah Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with those titles. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, Everyone
1: get ready. Amazing. Get ready. Have right listen. It'll be all on the internet, Spotify, whatever, or buy the album if you truly support the arts, okay? <laughs> so thanks so much for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Big Natural Talents and um, Conchetta, Caristo, Lauren Bonner, Ben Lee. Ben Lee what music. a delight. What a collab. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>